Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome everyone to The Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 241. And the survivors are are back this week. This is Russ. <laughs> and with me are just over the con crud, Daryl Taylor. We are the survivors, aren't we? Yeah, and fighting off uh, infections and viri and uh, <laughs> and God knows what else his children are subjecting him to is Jim Dees. Yeah, I got that's okay. I'll get back him. I got him a spider pinata shaped like a zombie. So, oh, nice. <laughs> I was inspired by this week's episode. Excellent. Spider pinata zombie. Um, before we get started, I wanted mm-hmm. to. Um, there's a couple things I wanted to, to talk about. Um, one of them. Maybe we, was, should, we should probably start out with, uh, with Scott Wilson. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's one, one of them, them right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, uh, he passed away in the past week. Um, Seventy-eight years old. Dude has been in a ton of movies. Oh, yeah. Just he didn't just you know just note for Herschel. Although Herschel, other than Carol, is probably my favorite character in the whole show. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's, he's been in so many films and television and things. We could spend the rest of the podcast just listing his credits right. from everybody I know who knew him, including um, you know Amy Sunberger's like Michael Rooker's handler and stuff, and, and people like mm-hmm. that. And he's just an awesome dude, and uh, he was just a really nice guy, and uh, obviously a great actor. I mean, what he brought to Herschel really you know, gave a lot of depth yeah. to that character. I, I really love wasn't, hearing. It really wasn't so much there in the comic as, as what he did with it, you know. Yeah, I, I loved hearing him. Anytime you have a chance, if you could find some interviews with him talking about the craft of acting, it, 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 like you could sit there and listen to him for hours just talking about it, like how, how you could tell how much he loved acting. And it's just some actors when they talk about that craft, it's just it's just like magic, right? When they talk about it, he's one of those. He's, he's definitely one of those actors. Um, and I've never heard anything negative about him. Like he's been in, he's so professional, like oh, in, and kind. I, that's a word, a word I've I've heard used about him with a lot of different people is how kind he is. Yeah, yeah. And there's even a, there's even a picture of uh, of uh, Bernthal. And uh, and Stephen Young and uh, mm-hmm. Norman Reedus going to visit him in the hospital before he passed. Yeah, um, I mean, and he hasn't been on the show in years, and yet they're yeah. all still yeah. friends and they're all still close. And I still miss him. He was the one that made me. Yeah. I yelled out loud to no one when I was watching that episode. His character, like his character death, out of all the character deaths in Walking Dead, affected me the most. Yeah, yeah, with and him. He- I kind of echo what you guys are saying. I mean, he's the one, he's one of the few characters that I think I've appreciated more outside the comic than inside the comic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah. um, you know, that I think that's like, that's kind of a short list of, of characters, you know, most of their comic counterparts, we tend to, to, uh, like more so than the, than sometimes the jump to the, to the screen. Right. I think, uh, I think Herschel was, was one and, you know, like maybe Shane was, was another, but, um, 
but yeah, just just uh, I mean, he had a full life, you know. I mean, he, he yeah, he did, know, he did, um, yeah, illustrious career. I, I'm looking on IMDb, and he has um, he has 81 credits to his uh, to his name. So not right. really too bad. In the heat of the night, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, this that was the one of his first yeah. ones. Yeah, and, uh, I love it. And he was able to keep a career after being in the Stallone uh, Judge Dredd movie. I mean, <laughs> mad, mad props for that. I mean, <laughs> at least he was a warrior. He was, he was, it's on the X Files, uh, GI yeah. Jane. He was in mm-hmm. uh, Exorcist Three, Young Guns Two. The right stuff. One, the right one stuff. One of my favorite movies. Right, the right stuff. stuff. Yeah, I'm about to really watch that before First Man comes out. He was in In Cold Blood with uh, the black and white movie with um, oh god, now I'm blanking on him. Uh, Robert Blake. Um, yeah, ton of great movies. Yeah, like you said, he had a long career. Rest in peace, man. I hope he doesn't come back. This yeah. is zombie. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We what, don't uh, that yeah, the interesting thing is, is he passed like right after they announced him appearing on the show this season. Like he's, uh, you know, they've they've mentioned Crazy. that him and Bernthal and a couple of the others are gonna are gonna actually sh- show up on the show. So I'm assuming it's it's some sort of flashback or fever dream or uh, possibly yeah. uh, welcoming uh, a character whose whose departure is imminent. Uh, in, in, right. into the world beyond, but yeah, right. Um, I guess the other big news would be what's happening with the uh, Walking Dead video game. Is that where you were going after this? No, but I think that's a good thing to talk about. Um, right, we talked about last week how Telltale Games had closed their doors and gone down to a skeleton crew. That skeleton crew of twenty five has been let go as well yeah. in the interim uh, since we last podcasted. But the bright uh, the bright spot in all this is that Robert Kirkman has stepped in with his new, uh, Sky Brown, uh, Skybound company, which has a games division that's just starting out, and they want to uh, they're going to step in. Uh, and take uh, the IP back, and hopefully they're looking to hire as many of the devs from Telltale as they can that did not already get other jobs. Because when this thing with Telltale happened, there was a picture on Polygon I saw. They set up like a like a like a little impromptu job fair with a lot of other uh, uh, video game studios just kind of sh- showing up, setting up a table on the roof of the Telltale building. Uh, Ubisoft was one, Insomniac Games, uh, Gearbox, a lot of the bigger names in the industry. Uh, jumped in to take, you know, to give the devs from uh, Walking Dead uh, the Telltale Games uh, new jobs. But uh, Kirkman wants to step in, finish the story at least, mm-hmm. maybe keep on the devs to do uh, more games in the future for Skybound. And um, he is looking, like I said, looking to hire as many of the people who got let go with no, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, um, notice or anything. And speaking of that, because they were let go with no notice and no notification or anything. They filed a class action suit against Telltale because in the state of California, they have a, a, law, a law there called the Warren Law. I forget what Warren stands for, but uh, basically it states that they, um, if you know, a company's in, in trouble or whatever, they need to give their employees 60-day notice uh, before they can let them go. Um, plus, uh-huh. uh, plus uh, yeah. Plus all you know, severance pay, accrued vacation pay, things like that. Mm-hmm. So they are. Uh, there's a class action lawsuit from all the devs from uh, Telltale coming together against the former owners um, to get some of that money back for them. So I mean, because yeah. it was a really, that was a really shitty situation. I, I heard they even had like literally like a week before they shut down, they had somebody fly across the country mm-hmm. to come work at Telltale, and they literally got to work one week before they were all let go. 
Yeah, it's just a you know yeah. they're still hiring people. Well, I have some. I have a friend who went through the exact same thing. She worked on a game, and of course, they keep secrets. Like that, that happens quite a bit. I didn't know that, but it happens quite a bit in the gaming world when there's money problems. They don't exactly tell everybody. So when the funding stops, you just get hit, and you don't get the money. Right. You, know, you don't get your pay, and that, that's. That should not be allowed, man. That, that well, is just the the worst. On further analysis, I guess they were uh, trying to get money from Lionsgate to buy in as a partner, mm-hmm. and then Lionsgate did not uh, uh, give them the money they were looking for, and that was what caused their collapse. But, I mean, if your business is doing so poorly that you're you know, depending on an investor to come in and kind of Ponzi scheme you out of it, Mm-hmm. And you're doing something wrong with your business, you know what that, I mean? That's kind of the hustle with some of that gaming stuff is, is there will, you know, like they only have funding for a certain amount of time but won't tell you or any of the workers there, but they'll be, still bring in new workers and, you know, and expect you to keep working hard but won't warn you to, you know, prepare yourself for uh, that you might uh, lose the job or not get paid for all the stuff you've done already. So I'm, I'm glad that they have this all. And as a fan, I, I'd love to see the game get finished. But as a human being, I don't want to see the game get finished if it's not going to get a whole new dev team yeah. or these people are going to get screwed over in the process. I mean, that's just yeah, that's not cool. So yeah, it's a. I mean, un- unfortunately for them, they. I mean, they could sue, but you can't get blood from a stone, right? I mean, if if yeah, money's, right. money's not there, the money's not there. I mean. Um, and I, I, Unless it happens that they, if they get money from something else, because sometimes they go into other stuff, if they can kind of get money down the line, at yeah. least. At yeah. least well, I, mean, I mean, hopefully between Skybound and um, and you know, the other uh, dev teams uh, stepping up, yeah, you know, uh, you know we can uh, we you know they can at least you know have a bit of a cushion to fall back on. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a total win for. Uh, for uh, Robert Kirkman and, and company to do that. he didn't yeah he didn't have to do it you know no. I mean, but well, he's trying to he's so trying to make the situation right and I, I well, really respect win. him for that you know yeah and especially from a property obviously that I, I'm talking about the game specifically that has had mm-hmm. declining uh, diminishing returns you know it, it's right. mm-hmm. I, I don't think that he was doing this as a uh, a you know a way to increase his fortunes because I would imagine. Uh, the cost of spinning all this stuff up, hiring these people, um, and finishing this game is probably going to be, a, 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 you know, a, 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 probably a, a net uh, a wash Lock. for him, basically. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the, you know, it, it'd be one thing if the game's revenue were were still high, but if that was the case, then Telltale would still be around as a as an exactly. entity. Um, so so yeah i mean the fact that he's i mean i know there's a lot of people that have a lot of different opinions on you know oh this is you know there some people aren't happy because it's like well you know you're gonna make money off this thing that you know that that all these people um you know get you know got laid off and everything else but i mean at the end of the day i mean he's trying to do you know i i i believe they're trying to do what's right i mean you know trying trying to give people jobs trying to hire people trying to 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 finish the property and um the only thing that concerns me is just like, okay, is this just a short term thing? Like, are you know, is it, are is it is the plan just to bring these folks in to complete the game and then they're going to get clipped again? Or uh, which, if they're told that up front, then then that's fine. Um, right. 
I just hope it's not another, you know, I, I just hope these folks don't end up going from the frying pan into the, or into the fire. You know what I mean? Like where, you know, they think, mm-hmm. Oh, now we're, you know, working for, um, you know, uh, skybound games. Yeah. And, and then right. after the dev is complete, then they just lay everybody off. So, well, I do know Skybound um, is kind of a fledgling game company, and they were looking. Uh, they, you know, they're looking for a team, like, to put together a team anyway, because they're looking. They want to. They wanted to put the Walking Dead games plus. I mean, other games from other Skybound properties like Invincible, Thieves of Thieves, or Outcast, or whatever else they own. Property, other properties they want to develop. So, hopefully, they'll you know between that and like I said, the other um, you know, developers uh, hooking up with and giving them jobs, they'll be able to you know. Uh, have a bit of a cushion to land on, you know. Yeah, I just I, I feel bad for the workers. I really do. I mean, yeah, even even if it's like a few more months to get to hold them off, if they know ahead of time, it's, it's a few more months to right. to get them to the next gig. Yeah, how, now, how cool would it be to get that style, of, you know, Telltale style of game uh, made about Invincible, you know, or like oh, in yeah. the style of the comic? That would be awesome. I love that. Or, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. a lot of. A lot of properties in Skybound that could be developed. Oh, for sure. That way. So, yep. For sure. So, yeah. So, hopefully hopefully this turns out to be a win-win for everybody. I, I, mm-hmm. And, again, I hope – if nothing else, I hope it, it gets some people employed, if nothing else, until they can uh, find something a little more permanent or, you know, hopefully they can prove themselves and the support's there. I mean, I, I really hope that maybe this spurs people to, you know, to, to buy the game, to, to, you know, buy the last two – uh, episodes and right. hopefully prove to Skybound that it's a viable thing and that they could, you know, they could kind of get thing get something going and, um, you know, maybe since since they own the IP, you know, the one thing with Telltale, I mean, not to get too far down this road, but one thing with Telltale is they went after high profile properties that they didn't own, yeah. so right. high licensing fees and everything else, and of course the the licensee is going to get their money before anybody else. So mm-hmm. if you're making if you're making games where you're the license holder, then your cost of you know of ac- your cost of development would theoretically be cheaper because you don't have to pay a licensor. So, right, exactly. And they went after some of the biggest uh, you know yeah. properties out there: Batman and Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, and Game of Thrones. I mean, Minecraft, Minecraft, yeah. Borderlands. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe not Borderlands, is, but but still, again, it's stuff they don't own, stuff that you have to pay royalty to. So, so we shall see. Um, so yeah, so it tur- I guess it turns out there's three things I wanted to talk about. Uh, the other thing I was going <laughs> to mention was, and this is something that kind of started on our Facebook uh, page earlier today, or I guess yesterday, because uh, Aaron posted a, an article up, and it talked about the numbers and the ratings a little bit. And I guess the ratings uh, for the season nine premiere are the lowest since season one, and mm-hmm. um, I guess it looks like the the ratings overall are down like forty percent. Uh, and then there was a lot of chatter on the, you know, that people were getting worried, um, you know, about even though it's still the second. Yeah, I mean, there are most there are tons of network shows that would that would kill for a two five. Exactly, um, exactly. You yeah. got to put it in perspective. I yeah. Mean, it, I so it, it it had. I mean, as 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 Daryl and I know, there are shows that we do podcasts about that have a point seven rating, and they're exactly. still making it on the air. <laughs> And they still yeah, okay. Agents of Shield. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, is that the Agents of Shield? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the fact that this has a two five and it's and it's and the there's a lot of factors show. that go into it. Uh, I think the fact that AMC owns the Walking Dead TV show. I mean, obviously they don't own the property, but they own the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the money all stays with AMC, whereas you know, for a lot of other other networks that 
um, put shows out, they don't own the material. I mean, I know not to get all down that rabbit hole, but you know, things mm. like, um, like last man standing, you know, one of the, you know, everybody, a lot of people thought it was the, a lot of political in nature. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that ABC did not own that show. They did uh-huh. not make all the money off of that show. No, so when you right. don't own it, you, you have to make hard decisions about what you cut and what you keep when you exactly. don't own uh, what you're producing. And so, um, so there's things like well, that. I mean, there's also the syndication money, which is where most TV shows really make their money. Yeah. Um, I mean, now that Walking does the syndication in a lot of major markets, I know it just started in syndication here in Pittsburgh in like an edited form, but still. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're making money from there that, you know, they don't have to spend any money to make. It's already, you know, it's mm-hmm. already made. So. Yeah. And you look at things like and- The Expanse, right? Uh, with with sci fi, which is probably a better example than the one I mentioned earlier, but. Uh, Sci-Fi didn't own anything. They own the domestic distribution rights to The Expanse. They don't own any merchandising, marketing. They don't own – they didn't own any of the foreign uh, rights to it at all. And so when a a show that you're responsible for, you know, putting all the money forth to keep it on the air and you're not getting a piece of that pie, um, it it, it makes it difficult for you to decide to keep it. So – Right. So the fact that AMC kind of owns The Walking Dead, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, um, and then you know owns all the the, the foreign dis- and distribution rights. There's all kinds of you know. Aaron brought up a good point um, that they also have a lot of marketing and uh, you know toys and all kinds of other stuff related to the to the TV show that they get a piece of as well. So the, the show's ratings in and of itself, again, while we, like we said, are still uh, pretty good for for even a network show. I think this thing has a long uh, has a long tail on it. If even if the ratings continue to decline, I don't think this is one of those where they're going to get to the end of season nine and be like, "Oh, we're at a two two, so time to cut the you know cut time to cut it loose." Yeah, I, yeah. perception is a mother, right? Sure, is a mother sure. effort. Um, and the perception, and I get that from people, even even the casual uh, watcher of Walking Dead, even at work and stuff, I'll get things like, "Oh, that show." Uh, it's dead. It, nobody watches that show anymore, um, which is the perception. But if you look at the actual numbers and apply that to how many people are really actually watching the show, it's it's not like it's gone. I mean, and I, th- I think even for people that have stopped watching the show, I don't think it's all of those numbers are just people that stop watching. I think some people watch it. They don't. Some people just don't wait, watch it until it's done for the season. You know. And then they rather watch it on Netflix. That's the thing we've been trained to do, right? Now it's like watch it when you want to, because there's just so much available to watch now. It's like I don't feel like I have to, you know, kill myself to watch this particular show anymore. It might not have that shine like it used to, but I do think people are still enough. People are still invested. I mean, again, we look at the. You can't throw those numbers away. It's still the second most watched. Uh, a cable show. I mean, that's nothing. That's that's not yeah. nothing compared to how and many the, cable shows are out there. And the production company itself is undeterred. I mean, they're talking about Walking Dead movies. They're talking yeah. about more spinoffs. They're yeah. talking about all kinds of other things. So, I mean, it's an IP and it's property. I don't think it's going anywhere. Even if no, I don't. I don't think people no. do with the declining ratings. I don't yeah. think people need you know fans of the show need to question themselves for being fans of the show that is going right. anywhere. Or anything. It's just the it's just the way of the business. There's not there are not too many TV shows that have been gone on past t- 
two, three seasons that have the same numbers that they used to have. They just don't. Yeah. And it, drop off. And you, you made a good point in the, uh, in the Facebook. You made a good point in the Facebook thread, Russ, about how even Big Bang Theory, which is one of the most popular shows on network TV, has gone down forty percent since. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still way out of business. I, I, yeah, I think this is just the way it is. Is people people just don't watch live television anymore? It's, it's just no. it's not a thing that people do. They no. time shift. They watch it later. They binge it, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's. You know, Daryl Daryl and I talked about this on It's All Connected, but I'd hate to be in this business right now because uh, it's a declining business. I mean, like it or not. And not accurate numbers. That's the other thing, too. Like, the system to record the actual numbers are so outdated still. You know, that Nielsen stuff, it's it's just so behind where we are right now. And what they feel is important to count, and what they what they don't count. Um, it's just people watch things differently now. People are watching more stuff on their phones. They're watching more stuff on tablets. They're you know DVRing a lot more stuff. I mean, it's just the it's just the way it is, or or just waiting, or just waiting to yeah. stream it. You know when yeah. it's available, because so there are people just that are not watching cable anymore, and so you know you 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 gotta you wait. We we are patient. Like there's just so much to watch, and I think people get so hung up on because the show ain't good anymore. Whatever it is, if you're not enjoying the show, then you don't watch it. But I mean, you but don't I guarantee have to you, worry if, the, if the buzz, oh, I'm sorry, Go ahead. if the buzz, if the buzz goes the other way and they say, oh, the show is much better, it's getting you know better in yeah. word of mouth or whatever, that people will binge it and catch up, and those numbers won't show up in the ratings either because people are going to binge it on Netflix. Well, they will, and, they like, catch, and you know, Netflix keeps its own counsel as to what numbers they put out. I'll know? be very, I would love to know the numbers of when. It goes to Netflix. What the numbers of this season are? Yeah, you know if they sure. go up. Like I would love to know, uh, you know, because this is the status change for the show. Um, I would love to see those accurate numbers of what their what their streaming is, um, just to see, you know, it, what the reaction is from people. Because because that's kind of the way the mood's been going, right? We it, it kind of goes that way. But, I mean, again, I, I just don't think people need to panic or worry about it. Or it, it's still, you know, the numbers are still good enough, more than good enough, that this show is still profitable for uh, for AMC and people involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have no visibility into foreign rights, foreign distribution, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. any of that stuff looks like, what Netflix pays AMC to carry the this, this show almost right after the, you know, after the you know the current season is over it's 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 right. very shortly on netflix so which i'm sure that's a that's a pretty a pretty penny too so there, oh, there's yeah. a lot of factors that go into that 2.5 rating uh that probably make it much much higher and again that's just us um you know same day live you know ratings i'm sure right. the plus sevens are much oh, much higher oh add the illegal downloads well true that's a yeah. lot of that yeah. too there's a lot of yeah. that no doubt America. Um, just to put like a capper on the, uh, what we've been talking about or whatever, um, the, uh, um, the latest issue of Walking Dead that came out this week, uh, marks 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 15 year anniversary of the comic, um, and the Walking Dead franchise. So 
And that shows some some staying power for sure. Just you know, that alone, and still the comic too, I, it, which is crazy, right? For yeah. for uh, for something like this, which has still not been repeated. Like people are still trying to repeat the success of something that's not uh, a mainstream superhero kind of thing, um, and to have the kind of success that Walking Dead has, and it hasn't been repeated. And 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 like it's the comic is still you know still selling. Well, on turn and on top of the um, collected editions, and yeah. uh, you know, like all that stuff is still. I mean, there there were points in time when it had sold more than Batman because mm-hmm. it was a special issue. Like something was going on yeah. that because that that tells you how people are still are still uh, kind of tuned in to uh, to the Walking Dead uh, franchise as a whole. So um, you know, I. I, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. It's not the juggernaut it used to be, but it's still a juggernaut, and I just don't, I don't see that going away. Yeah, right. and you, we've mentioned this before, but you add the Talking Dead into the Walking Dead, which even if the mm-hmm. ratings for Talking Dead are very, very low, that show cost almost nothing to produce. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that they kind of get some gravy off of that is is mm-hmm. you know, is also something to consider too so it's not right. you know it's it's not just the show if you know if if they can make a high profit margin off this cheaply produced uh you know talking dead show then a- again it's it's just more you know more more money in the coffers so anyway that's that's uh i thought it was worth just kind of talking about uh the ratings a bit that's right. We're not. It's not over. Yeah. This community can thrive together. We're good. We need to start. A, that's a drink. You could start a drinking game on how many times Rick says together. I was almost drunk because he said it so many times this episode. I know. I, yeah, I was, at first, I thought, they said, do they listen to the show or are they <laughs> with us? Is that what this is? Are they really messing with us right now? Yes. We really should get T-shirts made with them. You should, <laughs> for sure. It's crazy. All right, so we are going to talk about. Uh, finally, we're going to talk about season nine, episode one, a new beginning. Which uh, I felt like this episode really did feel like a new beginning, and in a lot of good, sure, in a lot of good ways. I, uh, uh, I, I'm curious to see how things go, but I like the fact. I like where things are at. I like, you know, we kind of get it from the start. This is, you know, they, they kind of did this a little bit back when they went to the prison, right? Like after that season break and, you know, it started out where Rick was the pacifist and they're, you know, he's a farmer. And I think this was like that to the max, you know, it's, it's like each community is, you know, it, it's even brighter, right? Yes. Doesn't it? Doesn't yes. it? It even looks brighter. The the, the trees are greener. The, you know, people the, are dirty and sweating all the time. Yeah, people are clean. They don't yeah. look funky. <laughs> um, but you know, we see that they're you know they're growing crops. They're mm-hmm. solar power. They're riding horses. They're uh, well for the most part. For, yeah, for the most part, you know. Yeah. They got Eugene making uh, um, ethanol or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed how when they get to the Savior's parts, that's when it looks dirty again. Yeah, yeah. It still has yeah. that tone. And I thought it was it was a, a nice metaphor that uh, you know he was saying they couldn't grow anything in uh, yeah. the Savior area in the sanctuary. You know? Yeah. It's like uh, oh symbolism. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> symbolism. <laughs> Bam. 
but I like I, I it's just like a lot of subtle things. You know, it's it's all it's a yeah. community growing stuff. It's you know you're looking at the the highway signs and they're they're painting over you know exit A, exit B. You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 kind of developing their own system for how to travel between the. Uh, you know, between the communities now that things are, you know, relatively safe. They don't have to worry that, uh, you know, some, you know, the, the, that the saviors are going to, are, are going to, you know, jump them at any minute. They can, they can kind of, you know, travel and move about more freely. So um, it, everybody just kind of seems happy in general. I mean, you know, we saw the mm-hmm. moment with Michonne and Judith and, uh, you know, her drawing and, uh, you know, everybody just seems like they're in a, you know, obviously in the 18 months, there's been a lot of a lot of changes. And I, I kind of like the fact that we're seeing uh, civilization break down to the point where people have to learn how to do things like we have to make yeah. windmills. We have to figure out, you know, how we're going to do power because, you, you know, there's no gas within a day's travel of anywhere. There's, you know, there, you know, canned goods and, and Twinkies will only stay good for so long. You know, you, they, they don't stay good forever. Um, well, maybe Twinkies. Twinkies might stay good forever. But. Yeah, Twinkies ain't going on. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good tone to set. I mean, after all the stuff we went through, the saviors and how hopeless and, and dirty and, and, and just like down and, and, and depressed it all was, to see like this kind of pastoral setting and them kind of really making some headway as far as you know, the farming and the family life and everything. It was a nice breath of fresh air for this universe, I thought, you know. Yeah. It was a nice it was a nice, uh, nice change after what we've had for the past season. And, and again, I, I just like to see them focusing on having to rebuild society, to have to mm-hmm. to literally rebuild it, not just uh, not just uh, use what's what's there. Um, right. Yeah, cars shouldn't have gas anymore. It's been a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, be, you should be running out right now yeah, of, diesel, of things diesel like that. you can hang on to for quite some time. Gasoline, not so much. Um, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, I like the new Open. Uh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. That, again, Daryl, you talk about if they listen to the show. It wasn't that long ago that we talked about how the, the, the main show needed a new opening after the cool yeah. opening credits that we had on Fear. And, and so we get this really cool – like animated uh, style of of new open, uh, which I really I like. like. I think it's really cool. I, I like it too. I'm telling you, they don't want to give us credit, but somebody somebody's listening. For for some reason, I'm watching this open, and I don't know why this this went into my head, but I got a real like Planet of the Apes vibe off of watching that. I don't know why. A little bit, yeah, but, I did too. But that, it did have that kind of vibe to it. It did. Yeah, that just it, it. I just got that kind of vibe. It just seemed kind of kind of I don't know, like maybe like. Planet I think- animated series or something weird like that yeah yeah it does it does i mean what well, well, they're, they're both doing the same thing right they're, yeah, they're yeah. civilizations trying to re you know rebuild or whatever uh so it's, it kind of yeah it would fit that it kind of would have that kind of have that same kind of vibe to it yeah uh but you know episode starts and everybody's on the road uh, the the main crew are on the road and it's kind of cool because they, they're you know they're going down the road they're all communicating with each other right. um, you know they're they're you know killing ra- random walkers and you can tell they they kind of have a goal and they make it to this well what, what I guess in in real life was the um, the Georgia State Capitol uh, mm-hmm. which I guess was meant to be a, a museum in D C where they're going it's at supposed to be the Museum of Natural History yeah yeah. 
And the funny thing is, I got huge Fallout uh, 3 flashbacks here because oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there they are in the abandoned D.C. trying to find the, the heirloom seeds and stuff. And it's some very much a uh, uh, scenario out of Fallout as well. So yeah. shout out to my Bethesda fans out there in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird that they were making such an effort to scavenge like the boat. I'm like, really? You would take that? But like, what's the like? Yeah, you think it was an afterthought? Like the wagon? The okay, I get part. it. Uh, yeah, the seeds the for boat. sure. Well, they want to help John Dory. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. They saw They did need both. And of course, the glass floor that was like Chekhov's glass floor. Like it was like, oh, oh that's you know it. Come. Did you notice? Did you notice that the wall said "Manifest Destiny" behind him? No, Although I didn't that was, notice that. Yeah, and the little glass chamber underneath there said where all the zombies were. It said manifest destiny. But yeah, as soon as they saw the glass floor, I'm like, of course. No, gee, I wonder what's going to break that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it didn't bother me too much. No, no. I mean, I, yeah. Set up, set up a nice tension, you know. Yeah. And nobody died, even though Ezekiel was surrounded by 100 walkers well, and didn't get bit. But <laughs> That's funny. I nobody did die. Yeah. It's because he's got Carol. He's got Carol waiting on him. Yeah. That's all right. He knows Carol will be pissed if he got a bit or something. Yeah. yeah don't, don't make her mad. You get home on time. Yes. But it was a cool scene. Them trying, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, all the ropes and them working together to, to get the, <laughs> to get the wagon down the, down the steps and out yeah. of the building. All right. Um, which yeah. is cool. I like seeing them do that. I like yeah. seeing them have Sadiq got, Sadiq got grabbed too by that spider zombie I was alluding to oh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. I thought the I thought the spiders were like grosser than the zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ugh, like, oh cool zombie. Uh oh, spiders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. And the one thing I do appreciate, because I think this is something we were a little worried about the end of season eight, uh the, mm. especially given the way that season ended, was that it was gonna be this open plotting and this uh you know abject hate from the hilltop people jesus uh daryl maggie and them against rick and his group and they're not happy with with uh, you could obviously tell they're not happy with the way things are going but there's not like a there's not an open hate with it like there's not i don't get the sense that they're actively plotting anything i think they're just like well we weren't happy about it but we're going to do our own thing. Which I I really think they should not have had that scene in the last season. Yeah. Yeah. We did like it, it I think it it it's more it it feels more organic if you have it happen like we're watching it right now where it's the situation. Yeah. That's causing them to have the feelings that they feel and they're not wrong for it either. So I I re- I really wish they have done that because by Having that foreshadowing they didn't need to have, it just, it just, you know, it's just over it and it doesn't need to be, and, you know, doesn't need to be there. Yeah, they could have waited till now with the time jump and everything. Yeah. 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 It just makes it seem disjointed now. Like, if I was, if you're watching that, like, you know, if you're binging that, it's going to be like, well, mm-hmm. what happened to that? I thought they were just, like, super pissed, but. Like, I'm about to get Rick right now. Yeah. Like, exactly. they look like they were, like, you know, like they all had the sinister look on their faces. Even Jesus had a look on his face. Like, yep. You know, they were, oh, we got to get Rick. Yeah. It's him. It's all him. It's like it didn't fit. 
I wonder if it that was just before like Andrew Lincoln made his decision and they were planning on maybe and I think it was I think that was probably obviously written and done maybe before Angela Kang was set to take over as showrunner. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think maybe just yeah. some of that stuff was done and then they've kinda of had to take a bit of a left turn because of some changes. But uh Because they've been I would I, I would say uh, some of the criticisms for the Walking Dead that not even with the fear of the Walking Dead, but just the Walking Dead itself is the tendency to have that to hit you over the head with what's to come when they don't need to sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are invested. Like you don't constantly need to have this thing of, you know, like this is coming, this threat is coming, you know, like you don't need it all the time. Right. But they seem to do that too many. Well, the old showrunner seemed to do that too many times. It's definitely a new tone. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so they get they gather up. Oh, we find out that Jadis, her name is now Anne, or her name always was Anne. I guess she just right. and uh, she used to be a teacher. So I think we're finding. I like the new uh, Jadis. I like I like uh, I, I like that they're you know they they kind of brushed aside the bangs for uh, poor Pollyanna McIntosh and uh, right. giving her some character other than. Uh, I, I like how her character has has evolved, uh, and and yeah, I agree. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to, to more from her. But after the crew goes to the Capitol, they're you know they pull they're they're taking all their their stuff back. They're going to head back, um, and Ezekiel uh, proposes to Carol. And uh, it was really kind of funny and sweet. Like he, she's like, "No, I'm not. Pro- you're on a horse. I'm not proposing to you." Like he pulls a ring out and and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's got to know the audience, man. Yeah, she's not yeah. just that. Not that she's not into. So that. you take her out to look at the flower bed. There. Yeah, yeah. You take <laughs> a shoot flowers, Carol. You take I got a shoot for you. Yeah, you you give her a new gun and then you give her the the ring. That's what she'll like. Yeah, so it was it was kind of a cute, a cute scene, and she's she doesn't yeah. outright tell him no. She's just like, no, we're not doing this right now. You know, just <sighs> like I need I need time. I need to you know I need to think about this. And but you yeah, can tell she's she's, uh, she's hip to it. Like you could tell that the yeah. obviously the yeah. two of them are an item and uh, mm. and they love each other. And I, I think it's a good pairing. I, I like the pairing of of the two of them. I've been wanting it. Yeah, I've been I've been wanting yeah. this for a while. I think that they fit really well. That whole thing with. Daryl and her, I I never saw them as a couple. I saw them as family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that would that was just like, uh, like cliched or of of course they're you know two people that are close together, so therefore they have to be together. Mm -hmm. uh, Like these two people, they they're they're family that came out of they were both abused from you know most of their lives. Like this, they became siblings out of that. Like they know how they know that pain. You know they, they understand know each other, where each other's coming from. They totally do, and the way that even the way he is, he's like, I like him. He, I, he corny yeah, though. Yeah. You know, that's like a little brother would say something yep, like that. Yep. Right? I got, I got to give him shit for it, but I still like him. He's good for you. Yeah, that's that's all that counts. But and, you know, and it, uh, I, I like it because it allows Ezekiel to be himself. Like, yes. in front of everybody else, right. he has to put on yes. the I'm the king thing, and right. so when he's with Carol, it's nice because we get to see him. As he truly is, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's funny. Uh, I'm glad Jerry's still around. I just like Jerry cracks me up. I don't know what it is, but Jerry, yeah, yeah, so yeah. especially him and the King together, like that. That's like the perfect yeah. pairing of of two characters. That just, Jerry, Jerry's one liners are great. They're awesome. 
Sherry, Sherry has good one-liners. Don't kill him off so fast. Yeah, what did he say when he passed Daryl when they when he was on the what is it, the sea on the flip, dude, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Jerry. Uh, yeah, fun. Jerry has good one-liners. They need to keep. You need some of that levity throughout. So I yeah. hope it's smooth that you need that. You need that. Definitely, he has good timing too. He has good comic timing. Yeah, he has great timing. That's another thing with him too. He has, he has great timing as a character, as an actor. Um. So Rosita shows up uh, and tells them that the the walkers basically the main bridge is out. Um, so they're they're kind of in a bad spot because they can't <clears throat> they're not going to have an easy way to get all this stuff back. Mm-hmm. Um, and since they have to kind of take the long way around, Maggie you know is concerned that she needs to get back to Baby Herschel. So we find out that they've she's named uh, her and Glenn's uh, son Herschel, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah makes total sense. Um, but she needs to get back to Herschel because she's been gone too long, and uh, so you know the group decides they'll you know okay we'll split we'll we'll get this stuff back you guys go back to the hilltop we need to take these supplies to sanctuary, um, and as they try and get around obviously they have to, they have to go through some mud, um, the herd kind of approaches them and they need to basically bail on every so here's what I didn't understand they're like we can't mm. the horses can't pull the wagon because of the mud right. Mm-hmm. But they all got off their horses and started pulling it manually, and I'm like, "Yeah, how the hell I didn't are they going to pull either. this thing better than a bunch of horses? Like, it made no sense I, to me. Like, no, that was no. Weird. I guess I they like, just wanted to show the desperation. Sense. They just wanted to show desperation. It looked better. Yeah, yeah. I guess it looked better for them to do. Like, like we're like, trying ropes and stuff to pull it, and I'm like, yeah. why didn't you just get the horses out of the mud, attach the exactly. ropes, exactly, exactly? I was like, okay, whatever. Um so so anyway they they they're trying to get, to get the thing um they realize Ken realizes that you know the horses uh, one of the horses is going to get uh is going to get uh chewed up by the by the walkers so of course he goes back to rescue it uh and like a dumbass gets bit in like 5 seconds mm-hmm. um now again an eye rolling moment we just had an a sequence where Ezekiel falls through glass. He's surrounded by a hundred of these things. He never gets right. bit once and gets out of it. Right. Okay. This dude goes to cut a, a rope uh, from from a wagon and can't see one. Ezekiel's one of the cool kids. He doesn't get bit. Yeah, he's one of the cool kids. They they can survive it. Remember, they yeah. he he has made it into the he has made it to the tier level of we don't die. Yeah. He's there now. Yeah. He's 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 up there now, so he can do that. <laughs> but that other kid, he got you're, his gold you're card. a red shirt. He got his gold card. Yeah. The other kid, you're a red shirt, son. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "You yeah, ain't gonna make it." But, but I get why yeah. they did it. They need it was he's a plot device. They needed to set right. up some other stuff coming. So right. uh, again, this show is always going to have these moments. There's always going to be the eye rolly death. Um, but at least they use this to set up a plot point yeah. down the road that actually. Uh, made sense and set up some conflict. So it's still horror. Like yes. this is still yes. like it's still a show with horror, and you people have to die, and you know, like you can't have no one die throughout the you know without the shows. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's, don't have to remind people that this this world is dangerous and things can happen at any time, right? Um, but Maggie, so when Ken, Ken's bit. Um, I thought for a minute they were just going to lop his arm off, like they were going to pull a hurt. That's what I thought. And, like they looked at it, like yeah. they looked at it, like they're going to try at least to cut. Yeah, they just cut the arm. But I guess they were like, we don't have enough time if we're going to do what we're doing yeah. to have him get sick and then die anyway. Right, right. Um, 
But Maggie took it pretty hard. And again, it's one of yeah. hers. And I think, again, it yeah. plays into what's going on in general is her people seem to be taking on a lot more risk than she feels like maybe they should mm-hmm. as compared to some of the other uh, the other communities, given how well they're thriving and how much they're, it got hard. It did. It really started to dig in. But I. But when you look at people in general, we do that, right? Sure. We we start to section ourselves off by where you live, what teams you root for. You know, like we do it. I, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter age group either. Sure. We still do it, and and so you see these people just starting to say we're hill, we're we're hilltop, and you know, and and we're the saviors, and you know, and you you would see that you would see people doing that kind of thing where it ain't a we, right? Well, and especially all the time against a group that you already kind of have a grudge against too, right? I mean, yeah, because they, they killed they, they killed people that were in yeah yeah that you do yeah. So it's like, why are we risking our blood and treasure for these right? Things? You know, jerk offs when, uh, you know, they they should all have been probably killed to begin with. Um, and they're going around doing the spray painting. You know, we are still vegan. Yeah, you know, yeah. right? Saviors come save us. That kind of stuff. Yeah, it's dirty. It's a dirty thing because we don't know who participated in things and who didn't. Right. Right. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So it's it's really dirty. It's it's. It's, you know, people, I, I would feel a certain kind of way, too, especially if I lost people because of them. Right. Like, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. probably, I would feel a certain kind of way. Like, hell no, I ain't giving my provisions for them idiots that tried to do these things to me and then kill people I know and, and whatever. No, they'll, they'll let them starve. Yeah. Let them figure it out. Yeah. Um, so Rick and, and Daryl and. Michonne and then they all go they all go back to the sanctuary and mm-hmm. uh you know kind of drop off some stuff and they see how dire things are there um you know the crops aren't growing and thriving at all um you know everything is is pretty much dead and dying they're having they're just having a really hard time kind of getting things going and and that's what Rick is is trying to do and and they regard him as like this hero messiah uh, yeah, he's like the local celeb. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like the, you know, the famous. Even somebody even says the famous McGrath yeah. at one point, yeah. right? Because you beat the bully, you yeah. beat the bill, you beat the big man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not a big wrestling guy, but there's an old saying that Ric Flair used to say: "You got to beat the man to be the man." Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that is so and true. He did, so now he is. You know, yeah. you beat and it and it, it is a lot like I, I uh, you know, friends have described prison because they work there as. Uh, parole as uh, corrections officers and you see it like they see it like who beats down the other guy in the in the in in the particular cell block and becomes the guy yep. that they have to deal with that's the guy they have to deal with to make sure that the the whole you know the rest of the cell block does what they need them to do you know and and stays under control um it's just the way we are it's, it's funny how we are wired as humans right if you start taking away things uh, uh, how we just start to go back to that programming, that primitive programming yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but the, Daryl and Rick kind of have this conversation, and Daryl has kind of been the leader of the sanctuary. Like, he's been the one in charge. Yeah. Uh, and he... Because he, he don't take it. Yeah. They, he's as close to Negan as we can get without it, being yeah, Negan. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't want to do it anymore. He's like he's just no. he's like look, I, I don't want to do. I mean, Daryl's not a leader to begin with, and so 
kind of. But what do we learned about him as his his characteristics is he can't do being in the same place for too long either. Right. He needs right. to go out. He needs to roam. Yeah. He needs to. He he has to because when he doesn't, he starts to get antsy. He starts to you know he starts to lose his edge a little bit and it, and it bothers. It, it's like Carol. That's how they know each other. Like they have to be able to be themselves and to go off sometimes on their own and and whatnot to to kind of recharge. They don't do well too long in captivity. Yeah, and and Rick is is like okay, fine, but somebody else has to. So, he guilted him. Yeah, somebody he, else has to take it up, and we can't spare anybody at Alexandria. Hilltop mm-hmm. can't spare anybody, so you know we got to figure it out. And I think and Maggie won't, and he throws it in. He threw it yeah. in there too, like Maggie won't give us anybody. Yeah, like he kept. He was. He really was. Rick was really doing the guilt trip on Daryl a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and and I think he was hurt a little bit that Daryl didn't want to come back to Alexandria. Like when yeah. asked where he was. You know, because he even said, you know, Judith, you know, and, and uh, you know, he said, no, he wants to go to Hilltop and check on everybody and make sure everything's okay there and mm-hmm. uh, and all that. And so uh, so that kind of sets things up, uh, sets things up for Carol to take over at the sanctuary for, right. and, and she's, you know, and which then leads to another, you know, we kind of alluded to the conversation they had earlier, but then it sets up a conversation with Ezekiel and Carol where, you know, he's like, "Are you running away from me?" And she's like, "No, I'm. I'm helping my friend. Like, he needs my help, mm-hmm. and yeah, I need right. to do this for him." And I, again, I, I thought all, right. all these motivations were uh, they felt genuine. And yeah, I, 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 again, I like where these characters are going. I, I like the moves they're mm-hmm. making. None of it seemed kind of uh, out in left field. With yeah, they're all in character, man. Yeah. I, and and that's another thing Ezekiel's going to have to learn is if you're going to be with Carol, you cannot uh, put any kind of moves on her where she's going to be. How you know that right, she you has can't to be stay. possessive. You, you know? cannot be that with her because she she has totally changed as a person uh, because of everything she's endured. It's like if you're going to be you going to be riding with her. You just have to you know let her be who she is. Yeah. Uh, she'll be loyal to you, but you just have to let her be who she is, and that's that's it. That's all it is to it. Daryl's the same way, right? Trust Daryl; he's going to always be loyal, but or is he, right? That's <laughs> um, but you can't. But I think the mistake uh, that Rick is making with Daryl is he's forgetting who Daryl is, and he's trying to put things on him that it's just not in his nature to do. Like he can hold it down with the saviors because he knows that's important because he doesn't want another, you know, problems rolling up. Um, you know, but for the most part, he doesn't want this, you know, he did. This is not a position he needs to be in. He needs to be away from this for a while. I mean, he's forgetting that he was trapped there. I'd like, that was a nice little thing. We had to remind him, you know, like I was trapped here. I thought I was going to die here. You know, and you got me, uh, running things in this place. I don't like it. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how things are at the mm. at the sanctuary with that with that crew. Um, I th- it's a weird feeling, right? Like they're victims wanting to be saved all the time. Like it's it's that weird thing. Like even the way they came to uh, Rick and they were like thanking him and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like they were thanking him like it didn't feel like they were just thanking him like 
for the situation, it felt like they were sucking up to him, like they would have Negan. Yeah, yeah, they're which, like which I said, they're treating him as like a say as as a, a tr- true it, savior. And it makes you and and I would I can understand them feeling kind of disgusted by it, right? Yeah, it's like we're trying to get you guys to get to get yourselves together. And all you want is another strong boss over you. So it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah. It I don't know, man. It's it it is a. I like how I like where it's going, um, because it is. It's this is a situ- This is a conversation they had before, like with Jesus, where Maggie was like, "Just let it all burn." Yeah. Yeah. Because they, I, you can't save that. Let the, you know, like those people, the way that they've lived, let it all go. Like the the you know the the bad habits that they've learned and all that, the nature that they have over there. No, no, don't save it. It can't be saved. It shouldn't be saved. Um, you're starting to hear that. You're starting to actually feel it. I was watching this episode. I was actually agreeing more with her because it this thing is nothing but trouble. This whole this this savior area. With the people involved, it this seems to be nothing but trouble right now. Well, with they're all the other, groups. and they're used to being lorded over by a strong hand. I mean, yeah, even for so long. So, like, you know, that's why, like you were saying, Russ, that's why they're looking to Rick for that now. You know, they're looking, they're looking for another strong, strong leader that's going to tell them what to do and everything. That's it's the like, scary thing, right? You can't ever like relax around them. Because if you don't keep a strong hand on them, then someone else who doesn't have the rest of the communities, right? You know, in mind when they, you know, they they don't have good uh, thoughts about the rest of the community. You have to, see, you wind up having the same problem all over again, right? Waiting, yeah. waiting for some warlord uh, guy to come in, you know, to come out of the group and and uh, cause a whole nother war that we have to deal with. Well, that's like I said, that we see that uh, graffiti, you know, yeah. sanctuary, you know. Yeah. We are still Negan and we, you know, Savior save us and stuff. I mean, they're looking for that firm hand to kind of tell them what to do because that's what they're used to. I mean, you whip yeah. a dog at the times, it's not going to go hunt on its own, you know. And that's kind of where they're at with that. Yeah, it's just not the easy way to just be like you're free and, you know, go ahead and, and, and thrive. That It really doesn't work that way when these people have been broken down the way that they have. Right. And, and they're not carrying their weight either. You know, that's the thing. No, for whatever reason, at you know, all. whether it's because, you know, the, the they're incompetent or that, you know, they just they're in a bad, you know, they just. Well, they grow. thrive on stealing everything. They thrive on everything with them. If they, they thrive, the whole community was based off of taking from other places. Right. Yeah. That was that's basically their whole thing. Um. So, yeah, so back at the hill. So. <laughs> The whole—I th- don't know why I thought this is, again. This is terrible, but th- this is what crossed through my mind. I kept seeing Maggie, and I'm like, she has Carl hair. Like, what's up with it? Like her? She does she have Carl. Carl hair. <laughs> You're so right. She does have Carl hair. Especially when she was fighting with uh, what you call it. Yeah. She did it she totally. I was looking at her like, wow, you. Why do you look like that? <laughs> um, she wrote letters to everybody at the end. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she sang a song too. <laughs> the uncut version. Um, but she's taken it hard. So you know that that it was it was one of hers that died. And when she comes back, she tells the uh, Ken's parents, um, and they 
don't take it very well. I, I mean, they lost their child. Of course, they're not going to take it well. Yeah. But they right. they also look to Maggie as as being her fault. It's like why again? And it kind of echoes some of the things that she's thinking, but they're just more mm-hmm. vocal about it. Like he shouldn't right. have been there in the first place. Like why why are we risking our people? You know, for, for for another you know community and you know uh, you know Gregory wouldn't have let this happen and you know obviously he has sour grapes uh, from losing the election. Oh, you know, they man. had an actual election yeah. that took place to uh-huh. to pick a leader and Maggie won kind of uh-huh. hands down and uh, Gregory even tells the you know the the parents it's like oh well you know obviously the the ballot was stuffed or she you know she had her people count them so you know of course punk she was ass gregory yeah every, every time i see punk ass gregory I, i'd have smacked him in the face every time i see yeah. him yeah i was surprised honestly i was surprised he had lived through the time jump yeah, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd have disrespected him every day every day i saw him he'd get disrespected by me and i kept He's thinking like they way. never learn right like this guy's always gonna no. be a sleaze bag they never learn jesus i wanted to smack in the face too yeah that was a good speech. You think Aaron has a little thing going on for Jesus? Like yeah. the way he was showing the martial arts and stuff. It seemed oh, like he for sure. Kind of, I think, I, I, shine I, on yeah. Jesus. That's oh, cool, though. Oh, for sure. I think they're gonna gonna have a uh, relationship coming soon, which is cool. But I, I, it's just I just hate how Jesus is with Gregory. Like you, how many times yeah. got to betray you? Yeah. Before you go, nah, we're not we're not gonna do this. Forgive every time we turn around. And and Gregory and so they they have a few turn the other cheek, but I've run out of cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, exactly. just, I'm telling you, I would walk up to him every time I'm at Hilltop. I would walk up to Gregory and smack him right in his face because he got people killed. What the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> That's right. I would. <laughs> wouldn't matter who he with. Wouldn't matter who he's talking to. I would just smack him right in his face every time. And I dare somebody to say something otherwise. Because he got so many people killed. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, no forgiveness for that. No. None. I don't know. But they uh, they have a funeral, a little service for for uh, Ken, and of course Gregory talks, and he continues to kind of you know stoke the fires. Um, it's what he does. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he talks does. to Ken's parents trying to stir up. And it, yeah, and so Ken's father was an alcoholic, and he stopped drinking. The mother, yeah. uh, he gets her drunk, so she kind of passes out. And then when it's just, oh, I didn't. You don't. You don't partake anymore. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, my okay. bad. Wink. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, okay. So he gets Your mother. Ken's dad all uh, all tanked up, even though he's not supposed mm-hmm. to be drinking. Which obviously, if he hasn't had a drink in a long time, and and he, you know, he's he's it, it, grieving and everything else. All right. Maggie's out walking her walking Herschel. Gregory says, "Oh, hey, there's somebody out by Glenn's. Gr-. You know, he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to start any trouble, but <laughs> yeah, I ain't starting no trouble in that. I'm just gonna leave but, this here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, somebody's out there defacing uh, Glenn's grave, and so she goes to take a look, and she's." Uh, she gets attacked by what we find out is Ken's dad. The the baby gets gets mm-hmm. kicked over, um, and uh, they're able, they're able to stop it. And and they, okay. they find out who you know it, it's him, and they they subdue him and put him away. And of course, at this point, Maggie's no dunce. Like she knows that Gregory totally set her up. Oh hell yeah! So she goes and confronts him, 
And mm-hmm. of course he gets indignant with her and you know tells her, you know, <laughs> he should be in charge and everything else and um and then pulls a knife and tries to 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 stab her and she's able to get the better of him. Um well, yeah, she's Maggie. She's Maggie. Oh, you want to shoot me in the <laughs> pinky toe, huh? You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I love that movie. Oh, because <laughs> that's how she whipped his ass. You were like, oh, okay. Uh, you think you tough? Yeah. Gregory's. I'm sure he's he's uh, partaken a little bit in the drink himself, so he's probably not uh, not at his. Oh, I'm his sure. Um, so they have their their bit. Um, Rick and, and Michonne show up at the hilltop as well. They finish their business at the sanctuary. Uh, one of the things I, I kind of passed over this, but the, uh, that Rick and Michonne kind of have a conversation with each other, and she kind of teases them about the whole, you know, the famous Rick Grimes thing. And um, but she ta- starts talking about like we need to start developing laws, and we need to get something. We all need to come to an agreement on how we're going to treat each mm-hmm. other. Like, what do we do? Um, you know when people don't follow the rules and how do we, how do we respond to that? And they talk about, you know, pull, you know, making a charter and having everybody sign off on it so they can all kind of agree on, you know, code of conduct or, you know, uh, you know, and what, and what happens. Um, and I, you know, again, they're, they're starting to rebuild civilization. And I, I think, you know, like anything else, I mean, you need to deal with how you deal with crime and punishment. And I think that's something, uh, at various times in the show has been uh there's been retribution swift and uh <laughs> and unforgiving at times and then other times you know like with Negan where they uh you know they give people a a, pa- a pass on the on the death sentence uh, right away so mm-hmm. so that conversation goes up and Rick you know kind of agrees that you know that that's probably a good idea um so after the Gregory business Maggie kind of has her her moment where um I guess before they they get to that, like her and Rick actually talk, and um, Rick Rick actually was pretty contrite with her and just said, "Look, yep, I know we keep asking you to to do more, and you guys are thriving, you're doing well, you've done more than your fair share, but the sanctuary is struggling, and they need help. We need to help them. You all have nope. the most excess resources that you." have to give um but we got to get this bridge fixed you know we we got to get this going and uh, i get where rick's coming from because it's like look if we don't help them help themselves and get them thriving then they're going to be a problem for us down the road like like it's it's going to get bad uh you know another negan's going to rise or they're going to just start you know there's going to be problems or that community is going to have to fold and we're just going to have to pull all those people into the other communities and we're all going to have to take on the burden of it um, but at the same time, Maggie is like, uh, you know, she kind of listens to what he has to say. And, you know, Rick is kind of you yeah. know, hemming and hawing about what, you know, what he really wants. Uh, and Maggie takes the hard line with him and, and says, yeah, says, look, then fine. Then they're going to have to give up basically all their fuel. Uh, yep. they're going to have to contribute much more of the manpower to get this done than, mm-hmm. uh, than we do. And we'll, you know, we'll give them the food and, uh, and Rick doesn't really have much to say about that. I mean, he he's not really in a position to negotiate. I mean, Maggie's definitely in the position of strength here. Um, yeah. But I like the fact that she I, – I actually like the fact that she 
laid down the law with Rick, and she said, no, we're not just going to lay over and take it. We're not going to just do it. She's so right. I mean, why is he letting them get over and just getting help? You're just as bad as Negan. I think what I liked about this is I could see both their points of view. Yes, yes. I mean, I could see where Maggie's, like, been busting hop and getting her stuff together, and why would I have to share with this? And you also see Rick's side of, hey, you know, we need to keep these people on our side. Or else they're going to end up biting us in the ass. You know, and it was, I was worried like, with, you know, I mean, we all kind of have heard the kind of coming conflict. You know, kind of seen the, you know, the foreshadowing and we've talked about it before. But okay. I'm glad they were, I'm glad they were able to spell it out and make it understandable on both sides and make it, you know, okay, no, I Jim, that point he'll of top view. first. He'll top first. But America first. <laughs> but, you know, like if this was like season what th- maybe not season three but maybe like season five season six Rick it'd have been like yeah, so it'd been like no f you you're gonna do this my way um, yeah, yeah. Would have been, Rick would have been together now he would have been much more forceful about what yeah. he wants and now he's like he's like all right but she even tells him she's like you know you told me at one point that people were gonna follow me but they didn't did they they kept following you and now they think of you as this great person and she's like well. Guess what? You're you're gonna you know you're basically gonna march to the beat of my drum. Um, Ooh, you know what I'm saying. And, and so she's kind of feeling feeling her own here and, and making it uh-huh. known. And I think Rick Rick feels like oh, okay, like yeah, I, I get it. Um, you know, again, he I get the feeling Rick just he didn't openly rebut her. Yeah, I just kind of get the feeling that like Rick just wants out, kind of. You know, yeah, like he just wants to spend yeah. time with Michelle and his baby and. I think he does. I think, I think he, he can just kind of keep totally the peace, does. right? Like he just want like, like right. look, all of us should just we should just you know we should all get along. You know we should all find a way to thrive independently, and then we don't have you know there doesn't have to be a quote leader that you know that has to make all these hard choices and stuff. And right. I, I think he's he's fine to just you know kind of keep things keep things going. So anyway, I thought it was a great exchange between the two of them. Um, I, I definitely like the fact that that. Maggie didn't back down, and I like that it. Again, it didn't turn into this conflict. I I, th- I thought for a minute, like, okay, here we go. This is going to be where you know the two sides are setting up against each other, but mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yeah, I like the way I like the way they're writing this. Yeah, you know, yeah, I really yeah, do. I do too. Um, like he wants to go. I, you can tell he he really really wants to go, but he just doesn't trust that things will get crazy again. Yeah. Um. He doesn't want to have to come back and 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 fight. He doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah. That's what it looks like. When she even, you know, again, I think I think Carl's death has a lot to do with it. I, yeah, you know, and and he even says, well, you know, maybe uh, once all this is is good, you can come back to Alexandria. You know, Judith talks about Aunt Maggie all the time, and uh, you know, he kind of sh- you know soft sells you know her on coming back to Alexandria, if nothing else, just to visit for a little bit. And she basically is like, no, I can't. As long as he's alive and there, you know I can't go back there. I cannot do yeah, it. Yeah, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. Which, again, I, th- I think is is totally fair. And I think that's, you know, again, where a I, lot of totally. Carol's coming from as, as well. So, um, so yeah, so so that, that that's how that conversation goes. And then yeah. that evening, after the kids are supposed to be in bed, uh, Maggie brings uh, Ken's dad and Gregory out there. And, you know, she says, look, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to have to do this, but this cannot be the way things are. Like, we can't have somebody that's constantly undermining, threatening, uh, you know, and willing to, you know, hurt myself and my child and kind of cues 
accuse Daryl, and uh, they hang Gregory just right there in front of everybody out in the open. Hell yeah. Yep. And again, yep. kudos to Maggie because she's right like, there. look, this is my decision. I'm not doing this mm-hmm. in secret. I'm not hiding this. I'm putting this right nope. there out in front of everybody. You people elected me. You wanted my leadership. This is what it means. And it's very close to what, how she did him in the comic, too. I mean, they hung, she hung him there and let him stay there. You know what I mean? Um, and, of course, the... I would, too. And then I'd smack him in the face one, <laughs> one more time. More time. Uh, of course, a couple of the kids get true. out, and just as she's about to do it, Michonne tried to stop her, and, mm-hmm. and even Rick told, did, went to Michonne and said, "No, like, no, you can't, like, you can't." I was glad of that. Can't interfere with this. Like, this is, yeah, this is what needs to be done. You, you, you two are not mother and and father over all groups. Yeah. Like, yeah. you cannot do that because you're gonna you undermine the authority. Which is interesting because here it is, Rick, who saved Negan's life, and here he is interfering. With his his wife or his his partner to to not interfere with somebody else when they're making that decision. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's a lot of layers going on here. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. But but again, I, I I like the way things are are being. I like the setup of of the way that things mm-hmm. are now. Uh, I think it was again. I think it was well written. Uh, I think uh, Nicotero directed this one I, again. I think it was well directed. Um, again, yeah, for, mm-hmm. for, for, for it being such a character-driven episode, it was nice to see Nicotero directing that kind of an episode because usually he ends up getting right. like the right. like, crazy zombie sequence or some kind of you know big action or big centerpiece uh, thing that you know with a big special effects thing that that they they challenge him with. Um, so for him to get to do the premiere, uh, high profile assignment, and then for it to be such a character driven episode, uh, I think I think again shows the strength that they're uh, and the confidence they're willing to give into him to uh, to take a more active part in the show. So I uh, I, I dug it. Um, so Aaron couldn't be here tonight, but he did email us nope. with some thoughts. Um, shall I read them? You, uh, please do. Uh, you shall. You can, have, you can have a glass of water since you've been jawing this whole time. I, I, will. I, will. I will take take, take a sip. Have some liquid refreshment, my friend. So. Uh, Aaron wrote in, hey, guys. Hey, Aaron. Uh, sorry I couldn't make it today, but I had to take a trip to the moon. That's his nice way of saying he saw an advanced showing of the movie First Man with Ryan Gosling about... Um, Neil Armstrong. Uh, I liked the season premiere episode, didn't love it, but it's a good enough setup. Felt like a pretty standard premiere as far as starting off with a big zombie set piece and then moving on to reestablish everything. That said, I like the potential for this season as far as problems arising out of the pieces formed between the communities. I also enjoy seeing characters actually interact in meaningful ways that don't rely on restating the series thesis over and over. Actors acting is a good thing. And look at Norman Reedus earning that pay raise with all these scenes of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, also, while you know I'm a big Xander Berkeley fan, I'm happy to see his character come to a fitting end. He'll be missed by me, but at least he didn't overstay his welcome. With all that in mind, here's hoping it all amounts to a solid season. Three and a half busters. P.S. They mentioned a big storm that took place. Do you think it's the same storm that we saw in Fear of the Walking Dead? Could be. I thought about that. If it was a big storm system, I mean, it would be an interesting way to like keep them, you know, timeline fresh in you know, everyone's mind. If it was right. a storm, you kind of keep it current so <clears throat> so that's what Aaron thought about it uh, what do you guys think about it um, I I'll go first uh, I give this episode four and a half busters I, I again I, I just 
I think I've kind of jawed enough about you know the things I like, but I, I just I like the setup. I like where it's going. I like the 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 focus that we got on the characters. I like the the individual moments we got. Um, and again, I like to see that we're moving away from what we've kind of seen before, and and we're kind of getting a, a, a taste of how they're rebuilding this world manually. You know, how they're, how they're having to really. Um, kind of rebuild society. So uh, I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm a lot more energized about the show than I think I have been in, in quite some time. And I think I think maybe a solid lead in from fear has maybe helped that. I think you know given that it had such a good season, especially a, a pretty strong uh, back half of that season. I think it's kind of uh, gave me some momentum into into this this uh, premiere. Mister Daryl, I liked it. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really had a fun time. I, I really enjoyed where everyone is this season already. Like, I, I enjoy where uh, the arguments that are involved in this whole thing. I enjoyed the sides that were taken. I really enjoyed Gregory dying. Because he was, he deserved, I mean, he's a great actor. He's a great, that's why I, he he makes me so mad and wants, I want him to, to be killed because he, he is so evil. He's so good at being evil uh, that you want him out of the. You just you just want him to get his comeuppance, in, uh, you know. Eventually, um, I like the pro the the strong stance that Maggie has. It makes sense for her to feel the way that she feels. Um, I love how Rick is stuck uh, trying to make these decisions, and you can feel that he's like one foot out the door. Uh, trying to get out of this whole thing, and you know, you can almost hear him say, "You know, I'm too old for this. Shit. I gotta, yeah. I gotta go rest. I'm about to retire. You know, or something." Um, the Carol stuff, uh, Carol and Daryl, that conversation was great. Like, I love to see them interact with each other, and I like, I like how they check in with each other. Right? They they do that. It's like a, it is like a family thing. It is like a sibling thing, where. When you're friends with someone and close with them like that, you just check in. You don't have to explain everything, but you just you just check in to see that they're okay, um, and that's it. That's that's all you need. And they understand you when when you uh, by your responses, they they get you. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they, what's going to happen. Like I don't, I'm glad I don't feel like I I can see everything that's going to occur already. So I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the alliances and that are and the the broken friendships that are probably going to come of this uh, as it gets worse. Um, and uh, the saviors need to get a job because <laughs> they've just been sitting around being lazy. They need to get a job for real. It's time. You need to put them to work. Get it going. Make it happen, Rick. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Right. Rick need to come in there and be like, get your shit together. You definitely. Yeah, all that sitting around waiting for them to come and bring them stuff. No, no, that's not happening no more. That needs to stop. So what would you give it? Well, I oh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I give it a 4.25. Uh, I thought it was a good setup. Set a nice tone for... Um, uh, the coming the coming season and what we have to look forward to again after all the darkness and just depression and and everything from what we said at season eight this was refreshing and it was a good i thought it was a good way to 
kick it off with a new showrunner and some new ideas and some new uh, you know plots going on here and back and forth. And I too am very happy they got rid of Gregory. So uh, four point two five for me. Oh, but who yeah. cares what we think, guys? Nobody. <laughs> I forgot to put my have... in there too. I, I just one second. Four. I give four point two five two. Okay. Oh, okay. Copycat. Anyway, <laughs> we have an awesome Facebook group who uh, love to uh, chime in and let us know. If you would like to join the Facebook group, it's called the Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group. Just uh, sign up, and we will get you on there. We will uh, you know, uh, show you through. And you, too, can drop your, uh, your reviews of the episodes of The Walking Dead as they come out, like these fine people. Uh, we're going to start off this week with Charlie Messing, uh, three out of five busters. It was just a mass season opener. It was clearly just an episode to show us where everyone is and set up for the future with an assassination attempt followed by an old-fashioned midnight hanging. I enjoyed parts of it, but didn't think it needed to be as long as it was. Uh, Johnny Storer came in. Five, we're together again out of five. I love this opening of the season. Love they didn't drag out Gregory BS out and got it over with. Looking forward to this season to see if the show really does change in a better way. I wish they'd checked out the White House while in D.C., but besides that, it was great. (laughs) Why do they need Cheetos and old Big Macs? I mean, I don't know why they go there. Uh, Jeanette Hendrick kept it uh, short and sweet. Yep, (laughs) 4.5. Okay, Jeanette, we got you. Uh, Mike Jones, three tipped-over babies out of five, really wordy and very little punch. I don't care for Maggie and her attitude following the time jump, and the same for Daryl. Just seemed like a bunch of depressed people about to turn on their friend. Uh, DeRay Irvin wrote in, five famous Rick Grimes out of five. I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the episode. The extra spooky spider walker that Sadiq encountered was perfectly creepy. I thought Lauren Cohen was excellent at portraying a person dealing with emotional pain yet pretending and pushing onward. I am, however, disappointed they never actually made an attempt to show her pregnancy further, and it feels like an afterthought now that they're choosing to ignore. Uh, I like the Rick and Daryl talks, and I can't wait to see more of the developments in the new world. P.S. Gregory was the worst, and I'm glad to see him hang. However, the actor Xander Berkeley is amazing and did a wonderful job at making me hate Gregory. Mm-hmm. What's well, interesting, uh, DeRay says that, because I thought Maggie was pregnant like forever, it seemed like. Yeah, she does. To me, anyway, like in, yeah. in Showtime, it just seemed like as I was watching, she was pregnant for a long, long time. So, uh, Katie Levesque writes in four out of five cracks in the glass. Great to see all them working together in the beginning, and the zombies are getting a little creepy again. Wow, great crazy attempted Maggie assassinations, and I'm glad Creepy Joe's backstabbing Gregory is now gone. He's been trying to get rid. Of, he has been trying to get rid of Maggie several times since Maggie came to Hilltop. The problem with Rick is he is not hearing what Daryl is telling him. And, of course, it will lead to troubles ahead. Yeah, I told him. I told him. Uh, Carol is going to have her hands full with the saviors. Look, uh, looking forward to seeing what other things will be happening moving forward toward with Angela at the helm. Uh, keep up the great conversations on the podcast, guys. Well, thank you, Katie. We, we intend to. Uh, Susan Monk, three togethers out of five, plus one for quickly dispensing with Gregory. Uh, what happened uh, to Ezekiel should be proof enough that short hair is the way to go in the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> even if you have skills. Uh, on the Talking Dead, they've been saying it's about 18 months since Negan was captured. Do you think the settlements would have come to some formal agreements in place by now? Uh, since the former saviors can't contribute from the factory, why haven't they been moved to other locations? Democracy tangent, make sure you register to vote and then vote on election day. Good advice, Susan. Uh, Brent Jones, 3.5, ride with Daryl Dixon's out of five. I wish I had at least mentioned 
and a significant amount of time had passed. My wife isn't as plugged into The Walking Dead, so I had to keep explaining there had been about 18 months since the finale. Interesting that Daryl chose Hilltop over Alexandria. Hmm. I love that they went into D.C. all these years of The Walking Dead, and no one thought of raising muse- raiding museums for stuff. Brilliant. Uh, Mary Terpecchia, four fancy snores out of five. Last night combined two elements that tend to work for Walking Dead. Good zombie action and decent dialogue. Was it perfect? Nope. But it did something that surprised me that hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, once Gregory got his da- into his dastardly plotting, I figured it would drag on for several episodes. Boy, was I wrong. Glad to see the character go, but I will miss the fine acting. Okay, everybody, settle in. Yukiyoshi Sawada writes in. <clears throat> Take a sip of my beverage here. Four dead weasels out of five. One. Okay, let's talk about that opening sequence. Beautiful imagery. It was like looking at a drawing by Judith depicting the world she's growing up in. Two, I don't want to be that guy, but why are the Virginia Four and most of their seconds in command going on a supply run? I get we're all equal, but the king doesn't go out on quest for the kingdom when he could get killed out there, right? It's the Kirk defense, dude. It's the same right. reason Captain Kirk is, and everyone, you know, I was made in officers with all good plan inside. That's right. Uh, three, more great imagery with the pined actor, uh, pined locker walker. I smell what you're stepping in, show. Uh, four, we should all take a page from Lee's book. Keep that hair short. Looking at you, Ezekiel, prove my point for number for number one. Uh, five, side Ken, you were a good man. The effort you put in serving the hilltop and humanity had been noticed, and for that you shall not turn. Uh, Kenneth Rose, we give you mercy. Uh, six, now Gregory can remember names, and also like him take to a uh, person's grief and make it work for him. Seven, justice. For what, Earl? Uh, Ken volunteered knowing the risk. He wasn't killed by a rival group. It was a walker, and he died saving the horse. No one to justify this from. Eight, really, Gregory, you're going to attack her in town so openly while she's strolling her baby? You couldn't even do it yourself. Here's a tip. If you're going to try to kill someone, make sure you know how to use that knife. You were sloppy handling using it. Oh, and don't go after warfighters. Time's up. Nine, this is wrong? Nah, man, the chances Maggie gave you were wrong. This is a long time coming. Honestly, the hanging is too good for you. Gregory, we give you no mercy. Uh, Kampai. And, uh, oh, wait, we got more. I missed last week's, but I must be heard. I'll keep it short, or my version of short. Please imagine this in J. Jonah Jameson's voice. <laughs> it's the mini Yuki's. Uh-huh. Two, help your friends, that man, out of five. One, we're back to everyone again, saving everyone again, Morgan. Come on, how many times do you need to learn this lesson, old man? Two, you know what? Martha's right. You, Morgan, are weak. Weak in knowing not when not to kill, and when to kill, save your friends. You are weak. Jeez. Three, what, Morgan's the leader? No, he's a bad leader. When it comes time for confrontation, it will, he won't fight. Rick Grimes, Lee Everett, Clementine, even Javier Garcia are good leaders. Why? Because they can make those tough calls uh, whether to kill or not. I vote Alice leader with John a second, Kempai. Roger Austin writes it, four spider-infested walkers out of five. Good start to the famous Rick Grimes final season. Very creepy-looking walkers with spider skull and cabinet fingers being the standouts. Uh, with Maggie and Daryl expressing their displeasure about the state of things to Rick, he and Michonne should be prepared for a blind side. Seeing which side the other main characters align with should be interesting. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, the Marathon Man, 3.5. My comment is further down the page, so the parent show must be back out of five. <laughs> yeah, more work for me too, Richard. Uh, good start to the season. I'm so glad Gregory has gone. The special effects look great, especially the Spider Walker. I thought the D of a 
evolution scene with Father Gabriel was very clever. Made me chuckle. Looking forward to next week. Uh, Rob Cook, 3.5, tiny ancient canoes out of 5. A pretty quiet start day, season 9. Quite enjoyed the museum escapade and the ascent of man. Sight gag was cool. Uh, great to see Jerry back. Obviously, Norman Reedus has written into his contract. He gets to ride his bike in every season. Hilltop doesn't look like a bundle of fun to live in. Poor old Gregory. This was clearly a scene center, and mostly this will ramp up next week. But after fear, I can't help thinking that the parent show needs to up its game. That's true, man. Uh, Brian Doe, three hanging Gregory's out of five. I love the museum scene. Some really cool use of walkers there. And the Ezekiel close call scared me. The de-evolution joke was pretty funny. Didn't like the scene where Gregory attacked Maggie. It felt like a soap opera. When Gregory was sentenced to death, I was a little shocked that Jesus didn't speak up. I wonder if he's changed his stance with this time jump. I can't wait for the podcast. Well, thanks, Brian. And finally, Robert Nagro walks in with three elaborate set pieces out of five. This is only a marginally better episode than the last two seasons, and I expected much, much more than that. Sorry to see Gregory go. Nice to see Brett Butler's cameo. Didn't even recognize Jadis, whatever her real name is, until later. Daryl has so many lines suddenly and so many wise insights. I thought they were going to kill him off. I uh, love the museum scenes and the uh, details on how the world has become even more decrepit, vines and decay and such, and Daryl riding his bike down a road almost choked closed by vegetation. Loved far less as the glass floor that inexplicably broke under a wagon wheel, although when it was built, it was surely ready to support the weight of at least a car. Ezekiel really ought to have died there, but of course we couldn't have gotten the actual dose of reality. Since the rope they hauled him up shredded against the jagged glass as it was, wasn't Manila or Sicil as it appeared to be, but apparently magically steel wire. And Maggie's really mean now, despite the fact she still finds clean skinny jeans that fit her perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't recognize that, but yeah, I guess it's the one thing that survives the apocalypse, the clean skinny jeans. That's right. And as I mentioned, the Walking Dead TV podcast is the name of the Facebook group. If you'd like to join our gang of uh, of, uh, of miscreants and, and uh, survivors who'd like to uh, chime in with their thoughts of every episode, then by all means do so. We'd love to have you. Just uh, sign up, and uh, we'll let you in. Uh, and thanks to everyone who uh, contributed uh, reviews this week. I'm going to have a drink Indeed, of water. I'll do our, <laughs> our sponsorship. Uh yeah. Him, uh, rest his pipes from all the reviews that came in. So thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, we just want to thank DCBService.com, uh, Discount Comic Book Service, for their sponsorship of the Walking Dead TV podcast, um, as well as their sister site, In Stock Trades. Uh, it, as we record this, it is the 10th of the month. The October solicits are out. Uh, so head on over to DCBService.com. Check out all the cool new stuff. Um, you'll find fantastic discounts on... Everything there, um, 20, 30, 40, 50, sometimes 70% off on uh, pre-ordered comics and trades um, at DCB Service. Uh, I prefer the Excel order sheet. I just download it, fill out all my numbers, get my total at the bottom, make sure uh, that it's not going to blow my budget, which it never does, um, and then upload that to the fine folks over there uh, and wait for the goodness to arrive a couple months down the road. Um, also head over to in stock trades. Um, they all, there's all kinds of sales going on over there. Um, in addition to the regular discount, there's some, uh, I guess some, uh, they have like a dent and ding sale, uh, going on over there for some stuff, uh, that they have where, um, I've, I've not partaken in any of those, but I've heard from many people that, uh, what they call quote damaged goods are, um, extremely minor blemishes, um, 
that that people are able to pick up stuff for even more crazy discounts um, uh, on stuff. So if you're if you're not a crazy uh, wacko like I am and have to have everything pristine, uh, it's another way to even save even more money um, over an in stock trade. So uh, check them out. We thank them for their sponsorship of this podcast. Um, continuing on all these years now. Until next week, uh, there's no more room in hell in the dead walk of the earth. Remember, hang them high. (laughs) (laughs) Good show. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Sorry, this episode this week was a little late, but we will be back hopefully to our regular time next week when the plagues uh, have have stopped hitting everybody. Uh, Yeah. And some of these folks, Daryl had the Daryl had the New York con crud, and uh, uh, I guess uh, um, Rich has got this uh, the cyber flu yeah. again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Aaron broke out in a horrible rash of new movie yeah. premieres. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like like you said, uh, next week we'll we'll have a fuller crew, and everybody will be back up to one hundred percent. Uh, we're all we're all excited about the new new season, and it seems like a lot of you are too. So absolutely, if you want to check out uh, Daryl and uh, and Russ, they're together on Gotham by Geeks on the Taylor Network. They're also uh, together on It's All Connected, talking about Marvel TV over there on HWLD dot com, right? Correct. Or you can go to the Taylor Network of podcast and get a whole spectrum of podcasting goodness that Mister Taylor is a part of. Including Culture Trapping and the Doctor Who podcast, I don't listen to because I don't watch Doctor Who. And uh, you know, go truck yourself and no apologies and nothing's on, which I do with Daryl and Donnie every week. We just broke down all the new premieres of, uh, of the season, the fall TV season, or most of them, good vast majority at least. Um, so, uh, if you want to check out what's what's good and what's not, what's popping and what's not on the new uh, TV front, the bombings, check that podcast out over at TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Uh, spoiler alert, I didn't like to manage this. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you want, if you're into uh, live D&D play, uh, a podcast that have cool soundtracks and sound effects and stuff into them, then by all means go over to OldMagicGaming.com. Uh, we're doing a uh, fundraiser uh, uh, November 10th for uh, the Extra Life Initiative. It's a, a network, uh, the Children's Miracle Network of uh, Hospitals for Children. And basically we're going to be raising money to help out uh, kids who are ill or injured or otherwise in need of hospital care. Uh, you pledge money to us like a telethon and we're going to play for six straight hours. We're going to play some D&D and raise money for kids. Uh, extralife.org or oldmagicgaming.com. You can find more inter- uh, information about that and you'll be seeing a lot more promotion for that in the coming weeks. Cool. All right. Oh, and one more, one more thing I wanted to shout out. I'm sorry. Uh, next Wednesday at Phantom of the Attic in Pittsburgh. Uh, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, Phantom of the Attic is the best comic shop around. I'm sorry. They've been Eisner, Eisner nominated like three times. Not taking anything away from Copedic or Eisner or any of the other great comic shops, but Phantom of the Attic is, is the Cadillac of the group. They're having a Walking Dead next week, next Wednesday, to commemorate the 15th anniversary of Walking Dead. And they're going to have giveaways and prizes and zombie walk and all kinds of stuff. So if you're into zombies and you're into the comic and you want to go check it out, by all means, go ahead over there and do that. Cool. That was not a paid solicitation. They're just very cool people. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you next week.
on the Walking Dead TV podcast. But Gregory's dead, so that's good. He deserved um, to die. And I hope he burns side. in hell. On the plus side. <laughs> Chubby's going to shit it out, right? He said he wasn't feeling well. Right? Yeah, so it's just the three, three of us master podcasters. All right. I can get it done. We are the masters of our craft. Yep. You can get it done. I was I almost got in a fight with three teenagers at, at the what? theater. Now. Whoa. <laughs> Tuffies. So I go on Friday night just kind of on a whim. I just I just went. And uh, so I started at the just the Cinemark, the XD theater. And so I just show up. I get a ticket. I'm sitting on the end. I get my, you know, get my popcorn and stuff. I sit, I sit down. Credit the trailers start, and then these three kids come sit down, and uh, they're just fucking, like on their phones and they're, uh, and they're bouncing oh, around and they're acting yeah. like a, like a bunch yeah. of offs. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's just the trailers. You know, I'm not going to be that. The you know, the old man shaking his fist. I'll just, <laughs> you know, it's fine, whatever. And then the movie starts, and. Mm-hmm. They don't knock it off, and it's Ugh. like it's like ten minutes into the movie, and I look at them. I'm like, I, finally, I, I looked at them. I said, "Guys, enough." All right. Anyway, our our Venom review is over. Okay, let's get let's yeah, get. I still like to have fun, Daryl, unlike other people I know. Right. Just want to sit home and cry at your TV all the time. Yeah, he'll get to have fun when when Sean Gunn or when James Gunn directs. Uh, oh, that's when I was. You know what? Now it's like <laughs> you're supposed squad. to like Suicide Squad. Now I see. I see the reversals online. <laughs> now you're supposed to like Suicide Squad. Now.